Hey everyone, welcome to episode 14 of season 2 of Living Luna. It is Sunday, it's January 16th, and uh, have a little bit of a theme that's emerging from the last couple of episodes where what comes up for me when I sit down to write the script for the episode is, is a lot of the internal work that I've been doing. I try my best to make it relevant to everyone but i am speaking just from my kind of personal experiences and stuff like that so hopefully there's still value in here for everyone i uh, appreciate everyone who listens and i appreciate everyone who shows up to the live stream for the recording and the video games that we play there's more details about that in the uh description of the episode or the show notes whatever you want to call it so the endless uncertainty of this time of year presses into us even in the best of times. In the northern hemisphere, we're several weeks past the winter solstice, and yet the light seems ever as bleak as it has been since the clocks first fell back. Where I live, it has been a winter of autumn's reluctance to let go. Many days have been mild, and the few truly cold days have felt like a costumed performance of snow and ice. In these specific times of the seemingly endless pandemic, Getting outside to go skating has been a great mental break, as much as it has been good exercise as well. Moving fast enough to be in the neighborhood street and away from people while still partaking in an existence beyond the walls of my home has been hugely valuable. But where water and salt mix is the enemy of tiny bearings, so too is snow and ice the enemy of friction. For those reasons, I haven't been able to skate too much lately. But where the wheels can't go, my feet will when willing. I even spent about two hours on a walking trip to the nearest grocery store last week because I needed to go to the store anyway. I only needed a few things, so it served as both exercise and a practical necessity. I think this is why inline skating appeals to me so much, because I'm multitasking in so many ways. I'm getting exercise, I'm performing a fun activity, I'm usually listening to podcasts while I skate. I'm changing my environment in a way that's relatively friendly to the pandemic situation. And sometimes I'll, you know, skate to the grocery store or I'll skate to the drugstore to pick up prescription. It's uh, always fun skating around stores and <laughs> be very respectful. And so far, nobody's kicked me out, but people tend to look at you, which is kind of funny. There's <laughs> many other activities, of course, that fit this pattern. But inline skating is definitely my jam. It's familiar to the point that I no longer need to occupy conscious thought with the mechanics of skating, and so my brain tends to wander as I glide along. Something that came to mind recently is the idea of perfectionism as a defense mechanism. In expanding on this subject, as we're about to, I feel it's necessary to throw out a content warning for discussion of negative childhood experiences. It's also worth noting that I'm not a therapist and I'm not trying to offer any advice here either. Rather, I'm seeking to just have a discussion and share experiences. I wasn't really allowed to try things out as a kid. That's not a true statement if taken at face value, but language is hard and imprecise. What I mean to say is that when trying out new things as a kid, the basic formula was that useful things, in capital letters, were encouraged, and anything else was, at best, ignored, and at worst, but also more typically, derided. Activities that didn't, in someone else's perspective, have merit were fair game to be insulted over. 
This would typically take the form of attacking my character for wasting time on them, with a frequent taunt being made around the idea that I must be wasting my time because I wasn't even good at whatever the thing was, and never mind that it might be like the first time I was ever trying that thing. Consistently getting made fun of for not being good at something tends to instill patterns. Trying new things becomes emotionally painful. The desire to try new things might be present, but the desire to not experience the echoes of being taunted might override it. Or the idea to do things in secret and simply not talk about them, or not share them with anyone, might creep in. Downplaying competency and successes to appear or remain small might happen as well. Taking on a certain kind of perfectionism, needing to know everything about a subject before feeling able to engage externally with or about that subject can come up quite often too. All these things I know because I recognize them in my own experiences. They're coping mechanisms I've employed or kind of still do employ, but that's what I'm trying to change, to avoid a danger that no longer exists, but which the specter of is still very much haunting my mind. Becoming consciously aware of all of this is, I think, the first step to healing it. I've definitely said it before, and I'll certainly say it again, but getting to a place mentally where I wanted to stream and where I feel comfortable doing it has been a huge leap forward for me. Streaming live is an environment where anything can and does go wrong on a frequent basis, and where being able to deal with those problems at face value and work through them is necessary. I've absolutely preemptively felt that hot sting of shame and embarrassment that was all too familiar whenever anything would go wrong earlier in my life, and processing that reaction live has been challenging, but ultimately rewarding. Understanding the underlying reasons is great in the abstract, but being able to take that understanding and feed it into how I want to behave is the ultimate goal. To be able to be myself free of this leftover programming, well, that's the dream, <laughs> as people say. And uh, I do feel like things are shifting in that direction and streaming and working on this podcast have definitely been helpful in that area. And like I said at the beginning, I realized this was another introspective look inside my head. These pieces of writing are what have been coming out lately when I sit down to draft an episode, so I hope there's something useful here for everyone. Moving into the tarot pools for this episode, as ever, I pull for myself, so your mileage may vary. I encourage you to figure this out in whatever way resonates for you personally. So the questions that came up for this are, what is emerging from this liminal space, which has kind of been the last couple of years of the pandemic combined with other things? the liminal space in this case. How can I maintain focus in these times? What does my body need? What does my brain need? What does my emotional center need? So for those questions, I pulled the King of Pentacles, the King of Cups, Queen of Pentacles, the Four of Wands, and Judgment. So for question one, what is emerging from this liminal space that was the King of Pentacles? Embodying the elements of earth and fire, the King of Pentacles represents the quiet strength that comes from resourced grounding. If you've been listening to the podcast episodes this season, there's a theme emerging for me out of the personal shares, and that theme is coming home to myself. The King is aware of their impact on the world and of the world's impact on themselves, and is moving through it and with it in harmony. The King knows what they're about, and they're doing what they should be in this moment. I feel so odd to say about myself, but knowing I've taken the time offered by recent force changes, such as working remotely and not having to commute, and used it to slow down and figure out more about myself. How can I maintain focus in these times? King of Cups. 
King of Cups is not about being in control of our emotions in the implication of control that we're used to in modern life. It's more about being so in tune with those emotions that we can tap into them to help others, to have empathy and be of service with our knowledge and connection. At first glance, this might seem like an odd pull for this question, but if we zoom out, we're reminded that emotions rule the human condition. To know our emotions intimately is to understand where and how they push and pull us. In turn, that allows us to know when we're being pulled off track by our reactions to situations, to see when we're invested in something that doesn't fully serve us. Having this king in our personal court is powerful for us, but also for the people around us who we may take care of, or even in how we treat people generally in the space we're able to give them. What does my body need? I pulled the Queen of Pentacles. Earth and water. The Queen of Pentacles is grounded and expanded. A card of deep tending and being in touch with the support we need. In answering this question, I believe the Queen is showing up to remind me to take care of myself, to recognize where in my body all of this introspection and healing about the past is showing up. How is this impacting me physically? Where in the body do these memories live? In exploring the mental, the mental landscape, it's important to recognize the physical impact and involvement. What does my brain need? Four of Wands. The four represents many things. One aspect of it is the supportive nature of the number four. I believe this card is showing up to remind me of camaraderie and the support that comes indirectly from it. For example, spending time with people and having fun in their company is healing without it being explicitly a therapy session. <laughs> I've often struggled with this and still don't really know anyone in my immediate geographic area, but I've made some wonderful friends virtually and cherish the time I get to spend with them. What does my emotional center need? That's the judgment pull. Sometimes I find it difficult to get the concept of this card. I think because the biblical idea of being judged is so deeply ingrained just societally for so many others, and as discussed previously, because much of my early experience was about being judged with a capital J. <laughs> but judgment in the tarot is really about seeing the act of balancing and rebalancing in process as it happens. When we come to the realization that makes us stop and see a deeper layer within a situation that we thought was one thing, but is actually another, I feel like that's when judgment in the tarot sense is present. When I think I'm upset about a video game because of surface reasons, but then I realize it's because of deeper underlying parts of me, and then I move into a new relationship with that frustration, to me that's judgment of the tarot variety at work. Not necessarily the act itself, but the recognition of it. So I think this card is showing up as an answer to this question to say that, as well as needing the results of the actions I've been taking to be more aligned, I also need the recognition of the results of those actions. See, it's working, and it's worthwhile, and you're making it happen. I think that's about all that I have for today's episode. This little kind of musing on things that came up. So, uh, yeah, all of the information is in the show notes. I always put the full script up on my website, which is also one of the links in the show notes. So if anybody needs sort of subtitles or a transcription for any reason, then the main body of, of what's written is always on that link. And um, podcast is, you know, always shows up wherever people listen to podcasts. Uh, we do also stream live on Twitch, as I mentioned at the beginning, play video games and then record the podcast every other weekend. And all those links are on the, the website link too. So to see some of you around and thanks for listening.